Hello, and welcome to the 73rd episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, dream about, think about uh, lots of things, including video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight uh, by two of my co-hosts, uh, Charlotte Hyde and Sarah Nixon. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Who'd like to introduce themselves first? I can. I'm Charlotte Hyde. I'm a PhD student at Purdue University studying uh, professional writing, and I'm a Lego enthusiast, so <laughs> it's, it's getting worse by the day. I, I blame Sam. You can't blame me. Is that yeah. what you're calling it now, a Lego enthusiast instead, enthusiast, of, yes. instead of an addict? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that's what most professionals do, right? Yes. Is they call themselves enthusiasts? Enthusiasts, mm -hmm. yes. Probably. Yep. I'm going to start calling myself a video game enthusiast. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Sarah? Um, I'm Sarah. I am currently a senior, um, about to graduate in May at Purdue, uh, undergrad, studying creative writing and professional writing, uh, looking to get into the gaming industry after I graduate. So I am on the job market. Hire me, please. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll do our usual thing tonight, which is the what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, uh, before we get into the meat of the evening. Um, so let's start with what you're playing. Sarah, oh, no, Charlotte, you're first up on the show notes. What you playing this week? Well, Raymond Legends, but <laughs> I blame that on you too because I you wasn't playing play anything with me. Well, no, I can't because I wasn't playing it for a while, and then we talked about it the other night, and then I picked it up again, and I was like, what am I doing? So, um, it's it's super fun. I still love it. Uh, I got back into Lego Movie, also super fun. I don't have much new to add to that. Um, and random Lego games I found on the Kindle, uh, which are surprisingly addictive, and they were all free. So, hmm. Um, well, they weren't all addictive. One of them, Lego City Rapid Rescue, wasn't that fun. But the other the other ones were. Lego Star Wars The Yoda Chronicles. Very fun. So are they like the regular Lego? Um... No. No, they're like, well, you haven't played Kindle games, but they 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 involve the touch screen, mm -hmm. and they're much more simple. Okay. But they're still fun, quick games. They're sort of challenging, so, except for the Rapid Rescue one. That was just kind of stupid, but... Um, the other one. Maybe we'll have to try. I'm gonna have to try some of those out. I hope my Kindle's charged. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're free, so you can't go wrong. No. All right, Sarah, what you playing? Um, I am playing uh, still mostly uh, <laughs> Lightning Returns, but I'm getting closer to the end now. So, yeah, even somehow in a game that's all about. The importance of time, I am still taking forever. That always happens when I play Final Fantasy, though. Um, so, but I'm getting close. Um, still doing the you know Pokemon competition uh, with Dan, so I'm playing Pokemon X. Um, 
we played a lot of Boom Blocks Bash at the uh, Purdue Women Gamers group unofficial <laughs> meeting. So <laughs> there's that. And then also Ghost Stories. Yeah. Which I am slowly, which is not a video game, it's a board game, but I'm slowly getting more people addicted to it. I feel like I get them to play once and then they're like, they lose. And then they're like, now I have to play this game until I win. <laughs> so yeah, that was a that was a good one. It's one of those games that you can like almost never win. <laughs> yeah, I did. We did though. Me and Dan, we we finally won. But we were on like the very is, easiest level, giving ourselves like the five uh, health. <laughs> instead of four, which is they they recommend like if you're on easy and you still are having trouble, give yourself five. So we did it with five. I think we would have been okay with four, but yeah. But now um, Abby and Kayla, who were playing it with us, they like <laughs> are very aggressively demanding that they come hang out and play ghost stories. So <laughs> getting people getting people addicted to ghost stories. I think I could get into that. It's fun. It's a it's fun, really fun game. It's really frustrating, but like you're like cursing the game, but then you really at the end you're just like, I have to do this again. It's very driving, I guess. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Um I have been playing mostly you know, kind of same kind of stuff. I've still been playing Bravely Default, which I imagine I'll be playing for quite a while because, you know, I can't see a JRPG of this sort on the DS taking, you know, any small amount of time, especially since you tend to play it in smaller chunks. Yeah. Um, I've also still been playing Hearthstone. Um, I tried, I did play a, a bit of Minecraft on the 360 last week. And let me explain. I know I've talked about that game horribly in the past. <laughs> Um, P actually wanted to start playing Minecraft because she's got tons of friends at school that are playing Minecraft. So she wanted to start playing Minecraft. Um, so I figured I better, you know, bone up so that I can, you know, teach her um, kind of the basics and then pass it off to her and let her kind of go for it and see how she does. Um, so we spent, you know, one or two good evenings you know, small chunks of time, of course, um, playing Minecraft and playing around with it and playing at it. And it it still drives me absolutely nuts. I just cannot get into that game. And mm -hmm. I don't think that she's into it as much as she wants to, as much as she wants to be. More than anything else, she just kind of wants to play because all her friends are playing. Um, and she likes the idea of building things, but I don't, and I don't know if it's my kind of lack of enthusiasm that is kind of rubbing off on her or what. Um, so we'll see how that kind of pans out in the end. But what I did um, start to play this week, because the beta came out um, yesterday, actually, on the Xbox One. It's been out on the PC for a while, is uh, Project Spark, Microsoft Project Spark, which is a is kind of a... It's kind of fable meets Minecraft in that you are building this world, but so you can build it in two different ways. You can build like a story or build a game, right? Um, 
and it's adventure gamey, right? So, so what do you want to do? I want to go out and I want to, you know, find treasure. So, and then it'll say, okay, click the button here to, to build your city. And then it'll say, so you want to find treasure. Now, where do you want to go to find treasure? And it'll give you a list of places, right, of, of environments. And you will click which kind of environment you want. And then they'll ask you where you want to put it. And then they'll ask you, like, where you want to put bad guys that you got to fight and how many you want to fight. So you're building an adventure game more than just building, you know, using kind of basic building blocks. But you do still have the same kind of, you know, bad guys that you have to fight and all these other situations that arise. Just like in Minecraft when you're playing on actual survival mode and not just creative mode. Um, but it's absolutely beautiful. It's not, you know, the blocky pixelated Minecraft um, and I think the reason that I like it so far is because it is adventure gamey in a way that Minecraft is not. Not that Minecraft is not an adventure game um, but it's just something about it that is so freaking tedious. Yeah, and, I can't stand it. And, and you know, and I was going to say, you know, I was like, well, see, now I don't feel bad because I was going to say, I love Legos. And yeah. some people may say Legos are tedious, but not to me. No, but, that's you know, zen. zen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Minecraft is, is driving me nuts. So um, I'm, I'm, I've been playing around with Project Spark um, to see how it's like I said, it's still in beta. So I wanted to see how buggy it actually was. Um, and play around with it until I'm comfortable enough with it so that I can kind of take her in and show her Project Spark and see how that goes. Um, and the last thing I've been playing is uh, The Wolf Among Us because I hadn't finished um, episode two yet. I Like I said last time, I think I had like an hour, uh, half an hour or so before I got to the end of episode two. And I wanted to get to the end of episode two because I knew that episode two of season two of The Walking Dead was coming out this week. Today? Yeah. Well, yeah, on the 360 came out today. It came out on, I think, PlayStation yesterday, but uh, I've been playing it on uh, the yeah, Xbox. I'm on, I'm on the Xbox, too. Yes, yeah, in so. season mm -hmm. one, and I wasn't switching over to, to get it a day earlier. Uh -huh. um, so, and since I got home, like, right before we started the podcast, or, like, half an hour, 45 minutes before, I haven't had a chance to download it or anything yet. But I only downloaded, so... That will be on my plate for later this week. Yep. And that's what I've been playing. Fun. All right. <laughs> what about reading? Anybody reading anything interesting that is games related or relatable to games? I feel like every show I can just say all of the stuff we read for class. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, you can, pretty much. <laughs> so, all of the stuff we read for class. So, what would you read for class, Sarah? Um, Dungeons and Desktops is the last one. Yeah. I can never remember their names. That's probably really bad, but I'm just a horrible person for remembering names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, we read uh, Matt Barton's book, Dungeons and Desktops, for this week and had some interesting discussions about RPGs versus CRPGs and you know and thinking about the time that has lapsed um, and how RPGs or even CRPGs and um, or both have evolved in the what was it six years seven years since that book's been published yeah I yeah it was like 2005 2006 something like that 
So maybe more than that, I guess? Yeah, I think I it was know. seven, but we kind of figured out that, you know, with... Oh. Because of the, some of the, the, the things that he used to date it. Oh, yeah, like, because Mass Effect was Cause Mass not Effect out yet. wasn't out yet, yep. Um, so that was uh, actually kind of fun to talk about it in that way and to talk about RPGs, because I, I love RPGs. Um, it's yeah. one of my favorite, not my favorite genre. My favorite genre is still kind of the action-adventure game. Mm. And that's because point-and-click adventure games will always be near and dear to my heart. I know <laughs> a lot of people hate them because they feel like they're just clicking around, but I love them. And we'll see, so... <laughs> What about you, Charlotte? Playing anything fun? I mean, watching it, reading anything? <laughs> reading anything fun? Go through the list mentally of all the things you can do. <laughs> I'm reading Latour. Do you want to know about that? Oh. Is it games related at all? Latour? Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Salvo would be angry though. We've been like, hmm, being Latour. I think he would be happy that I'm reading stuff from my perspectives. Yeah, no, I'm talking about she. I think she's talking about the fact that she that she went. Mm, yeah, because we were we were both mmming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh still, well, still prospectus mode. Well, that's understandable. You mm. got lots of stuff to do. All right, here's a fun question: What y'all drinking? Well, I'm drinking the thing that Alex keeps making fun of me for, which is wine and sparkling water. Oh, wine spritzer, yummy! I like it. <laughs> Is it? It's a white wine spritzer, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you use a sweet or a dry white when you make your spritzer? That's a big question, right there. Um, I buy whatever sort of cheap at the store. <laughs> <laughs> and mix Box it. wine. Well, not quite that cheap, but. <laughs> um. Oh, you. I like the Rex, I think it's called Rex Goliath or something. I don't know. It's like $4 a bottle and it's really delicious. In the same sentence, it's $4 a bottle <laughs> yes. and it's really delicious. It's amazing. I don't know. <clears throat> this might be why I put water in it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's delicious. It's so All delicious. Right. I need to dilute the deliciousness of water. <laughs> I can't handle all the deliciousness at once. It, yeah, it's not fine wine, but it works. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? What are you drinking? Um, not that I'm really ever drinking anything, but this week I'm sick and I'm actually oh. on meds, so especially reason why. Not drinking, right? Which they're like, they're like, okay. I was commenting today. I was making some comment, joking comment about shooting or something, because I, I think it was spawning from a conversation on TV with Dan. And then it was like time for me to take my pill, and I, I took out the pill, and I was like, I realized that it's basically the size of a bullet. Ah. It's, it's huge. <clears throat> Antibiotics always are. That's horrible. Yeah, one time I had strep throat, and they gave me this humongous pill, and I'm like, I have strep throat. What? what? <laughs> I, I can't swallow that. What's wrong with you? I know. Yeah, well, there. Thankfully, it's not. It's not as bad as um, because I am vegetarian, so like there are certain vitamins that I can't take because they make it like I forget which 
vitamin or like which I guess vitamin yeah that that derives from fish oil but a lot of them are made with fish oil so I have to get like the all veggie kind and mm -hmm. like there was one that like it was gigantic and it smelled and I've been around horses a lot so I compared it to a horse treat it smelled like a horse treat which is not a very good smell most of the time <laughs> like if it's like the vegetable kind and not the like peppermint kind it, it didn't smell good <laughs> and, it, and it was giant, and it was like, <laughs> had to cut them in half to, to take them because they were just too big. Are you supposed to do that, though? I don't know. I've always, <laughs> wa I've wondered that, too. For these, Dan, yeah, Dan offered to cut them, um, these pills for me, but then I was like, I don't know if you're really supposed to do that. And I feel like cutting in half a vitamin is one thing because it's not like a necessity, but like cutting in half a pill... Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, my mom always used to, like, break them up and put them in applesauce, like, crush them. Yeah. Or, like, well, take well, out the powder, but I don't know. Yeah, you can do that for kids, though, because the, the little the little um, pill, the little bead things are what actually dissolve and have a time release. They you So you can do that for kids. And that's and they, they're usually fine with that because you can't give kids pills. Mm -hmm. I mean... Because piece five, she still can't swallow a pill. That's why oh. they say, you know, make they still make liquid everything for. I kids. couldn't. Well, I couldn't swallow a pill until I was like twelve, because I had a very strong gag reflex. It was horrible. <laughs> I felt like like I really felt like I was being ridiculous, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't swallow pills. But I got over it eventually, so that's that's good. <laughs> I was an adult, an adult before I could swallow pills. Uh, well, I was gonna say I'm still pretty much a wussy. I've I've got one vitamin that I take every night that I have to break in half and let dissolve because I can't swallow the damn thing. I mean, I gag every time I try to swallow it, even if I break it in half and try to swallow it. Yeah. So, but <laughs> enough about meds. <laughs> um. So I have had like I had like um no weekend. <laughs> so it was like I was on all weekend doing like 90 different things and I've had the same kind of week um, and I, today is Wednesday and already two nights this week I've gotten less than two hours of sleep um, Cross. <laughs> so um, what I'm drinking tonight is actually a Starbucks grande white chocolate triple soy mocha because wow. I wanted to be able to stay awake, um, one, long enough to do the podcast, <laughs> and two, um, you know, long enough to actually get ready to go back out and do something else, to uh, go back out and start all over again tomorrow. Because uh, like I said, we had a we had a middle of the week play date, which was a lot of fun and much needed, probably. Because, um, you know, kids are all kind of crazy and being cooped up because it's been like, you know, negative 400 degrees. Um, so any <laughs> yes, chance to... negative 400 degrees. Negative 400 degrees, yes. Mm. So any ch chance to kind of exert any kind of extra energy is a, is a welcome one for kids right about this time. So we had a middle-of-the-week play date. Um, and it involved dinner, thankfully, because it was 8 o'clock by the time we got home and 8.30 is bedtime. So um, I'm drinking coffee <laughs> at uh, 10 o'clock at night. 10.15. It won't, but coffee doesn't keep me from going to sleep. I drank coffee before the sparkling wine. 
so. <laughs> See, to stay awake. Nice mixture. Yeah, my body loves me right now. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, what do we have for news? News. Okay. So I have a lot of news. Um, so my first news item, I guess, is uh, there was a kid who pretended, or kids, I guess, who were pretending to make a Call of Duty bomb um, by, like, taking a water bottle and, like, taping, like, a, a circuit board with, like, wires going under the bottle cap, and they, like, left it outside or something, and then a neighbor found it and thought it was an actual bomb. Oh, nice. So she called the police, and the residents were evacuated. Um, and I guess the kids said that they were playing Call of Duty in real life. So, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> my second news is that uh, Batman Arkham Knight was announced. Um, yes, you, yes, it was. Have you seen the trailer? Oh, God, of course. I saw the trailer when they made the announcement. Now, okay, everybody knows this. I hate driving in video games. Me I too. suck at it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And any game that gives me the ability to pawn that task off on somebody else or to, like, skip driving missions, I am totally and completely down for. But I want to play this game so bad. Because <laughs> they're making... They reveal today... Because Game, game Informer is doing, like, a... Um, like a new little bit of information about the game, like every day, mm -hmm. um, and they revealed that they're making the the primary villain in this is a is an all new villain of their yeah, creation. Yeah, heard that. Uh, that's what the Arkham Knight comes from. It's like he's the villain, I guess. Well, I guess we don't know it's a he, but assuming. <laughs> assuming it's a he. Assuming it's a he. Oh yeah, I yeah. really want to play this game. It looks it interesting. Looks Although I I consistently dismayed every time of what outfit they put Harley Quinn in. Mm -hmm. Like every time it just gets a little bit worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But you can you know what if you pre order it, or at least on Xbox One, um the the trailer that I saw when they when they launched said if you pre-order you can play as Harley Quinn. Oh, that'd be fun. I was like, oh yeah, I can <laughs> have some fun with that. I'm very attached to her like um, like Batman cartoon version, like because that's what I was primarily grew up with. So mm -hmm. it's like I see no need for her not to wear her classic outfit. I mean, I know that they made it darker and edgier, but, you know. Uh-huh. Still. Not even the same colors anymore. I don't know. Now it's, like, purple and red and stuff, and I just don't think those colors go together. Maybe I'm just being really picky. Well, she's, like, one of, <laughs> she's like my favorite Batman character, so. And now, and now you're pissed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I I'm welcoming the I'm welcoming the opportunity to to play as Harley Quinn. You know, yes, she's that's a good thing she's though. gotten such short shrift in the last games, right? Yeah. You know, especially when you know she was being offered up as rape bait by the Joker. Um, that that was distressing. 
Um, yeah, I, sh I ship her with poison ivy. So there should have been more of that. Yeah. I like their little interaction in the first one, though. Well, it's, to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> well, she looks, and and I'm, I'm looking at the picture again now, right? Because I was like, yeah, she had the costume that was kind of the French maidy costume. It is very French maidy. Um, but like, but she's, but she's like kicking ass in this one, though. Yeah, in this one she is. And that one, I think, is kind of... Yo, and the the big question is if you can play as Harley Quinn, are you gonna be able to? Is Harley Quinn gonna switch sides, or are you gonna play a villain? Well, she wants to kill Batman. Yeah. So, but but then it's also like the whole thing is that with Joker dead, now the villains like are realize that if they team up, they can take care of Batman easier because like they because I watched the interview that Game Informer did with the the creators today, and it was like they said that. The Joker kind of acted like um, he kind of like sabotaged the relationships between the villains, mm -hmm. to so that like they never really were working together. But now that he's gone, like they've decided to work together. So now it's like they better not screw over Harley Quinn. <laughs> I'd be angry. <laughs> Maybe this will be her chance to come out of her kind of shell and do her own thing. Now that the Joker's not around anymore, offering her up as rape bait. Yeah. That was so distressing. <laughs> Did anybody else play that game and see that? I haven't really played this game. I didn't play it, but I watched the walkthrough, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was horrible. <clears throat> yeah, well, okay. All right, what else we got? Um, so... The writer of Uncharted, uh, Amy Hennig, I think that's how you pronounce her name, um, yeah. left Naughty Dog um, during the creation of the new Uncharted. And mm -hmm. originally, um, they didn't really say why, but now I think it was IGN is reporting that she was pressured to leave um, by the by the last of us is Neil Druckmann and Bruce Stanley and and was stating that uncharted is now going to be under their control so it's kind of like a little shiftiness going on you know and i read that too cuz IGN wasn't the only one cuz they they and and the the and you know the the language has been you know she's been pressured to leave some uh, some outlets are saying she was run out by and I think that that is really interesting. This woman's been ten uh, ten years, ten year, been with about, them for yeah. ten years, and given them two super successful games, right? She won. She won. What was the like? It was like right. Like she won an award for writing in Uncharted, right? Yeah. I think I can't remember what it was exactly, but. But so now you know they've done The Last of Us, which is questionable in and of itself. You know, a lot of people. Okay, people loved Last of Us, right? I was about to yeah. say, hold on. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I was. I'm. I'm giving the devil his due. People loved The Last of Us, right? It won a BAFTA. Yeah. Right. Um. But you know, not all of us loved it as much. But. <clears throat> but yeah. really. You allow because you got two young upstarts that have done a good thing. You're gonna allow them to run this woman out because you want because you want what she's built. Yeah, I I just don't I don't understand. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody really understands what's going on. Um, 
But yeah, I really want to know. I want to know the whole story because what we're getting is that you know what we're getting is yeah that she's been run out by these guys who wanted you know who wanted her, who wanted her IP, um, or wanted her series right. Not that you know she, but wanted the series that she's been doing for ten years. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so uncomfortable with that story. I'm hoping it's not as horrible as it sounds. The only the only good thing that I feel like with this story is that from what I've read in like all of the comments like people are upset though like, yeah. so that's good like people are legitimately like now I don't have any reason why to buy this new game and like even people are like maybe now she can work on better projects and stuff like that so it's at, at least it's been pretty overwhelmingly positive for her in support of her. I hope so. Because, I think you know, that that's nice. That was the first thing I said. I was like, okay, I gotta hear the end of this because at this point, I'm not buying any more Uncharted games because I'm pissed. Yeah. And also, they might not be very good. I, I didn't realize this, but I was reading today that the Vita version was written by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was sort of boring. So The Vita version was just... It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. You know, with the rubbing and the... I was like, really? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You couldn't think of anything better to do with that mechanic? I just no. find, like, Vita a little difficult to use in general. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's, like, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Maybe if I played it more, though. Well, if they had more games, you might play it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, my last piece of news is... I've decided to do a rumor of the week segment. So oh. this rumor is that apparently um, sources are saying that the next generation Pokemon games um, are have been dubbed Pokemon Plus and Minus, um, and they will focus on a like sort of old tradition versus new exploration theme and um, that it's going to be focused on an area that's based around like southeastern Asia so there's going to be like a main peninsula with uh, little islands um, and that the villains are like it seems kind of like I guess like a criticism of like India's caste system? I'm not sure. It's a little strange. Like, it's it's saying that the villain, villains believe that the player's best friend is a re reincarnation of a special person who only is alive every 100 years, and that they believe that people should get a Pokemon egg and stick with that specific Pokemon until they die, and the, like, status of that Pokemon determines um, their role in society um, and are against the modern trend of Pokemon trainers catching Pokemon, multiple Pokemon, um, hmm. and they're going to, like, sacrifice the friend to awaken the legendary Pokemon. I don't know, it's it's interesting, and it's just a rumor, so no guarantees, but it's an interesting one, for sure. And originally they were thinking that it was going to be for the Wii U, but then um, they found that it's not necessarily going to be for the Wii U, so it's just something to keep out for. Hmm. That sounds interesting. So is it going to be not like the traditional Pokemon game, or like the ones we've been playing, but more like a 
RPG slash adventure game? Is it going to be the same genre, or...? I don't know. I think that it... I mean, they said that... One of, the, one of the parts of the rumor was that the development team is, quote, going to put a lot of ideas they have wanted to do for years in this game. Mm-hmm. So maybe something different. Um, there was even, like, they thought they have, like, the starters... Um, like a water steel, a fire fairy, a grass electric, which is an interesting combination, um, and then the legendary psychic ground and ghost fairies. Um, so in like that regard, it seems similar, um, but I'm not. I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. I find it interesting that they are that this is being leaked like. And Pokemon X and Y are not very old. No, they're not. And it's they it's, came out what this summer. Yeah, it's like it's a very quick. If it's true, then it's a very quick turnaround for the next edition. Because they never. It's usually what couple years between. I don't think. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how long, but it's not this quick. That's for sure. Because there was I black, mean, white, and then black and white too, right? And that mm-hmm. was unusual. Like they don't usually do the direct sort of sequel. So that was strange in and of itself. But yeah, but before Black and White, they did the... um, Well, they have been doing the the recreation, so like, you know, Fire Red and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it's usually that quick that they make another Pokemon, which is why when they do do another Pokemon, it's more of a big deal. So I don't know. I mean, just because they have that inform- this information also doesn't mean that it's coming out anytime soon. So That's true. Could be a while. It could be something they're just working on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that it for news? That is it for news. That's good. All right. So let, next up we have... Um, well, we have Indie Game of the Week. And I've actually, I actually had um, an indie game that uh, I've been playing... Or actually, I played been playing a couple of different ones of the same of the same game series, shall we say? Um, it's a platformer. It's and it's on sale on Steam this week, or for the next two days anyway as well. Is it's the midweek sale? The Gianni Sisters or Gianna Sisters? Has anybody ever played those before? No, but I saw mm. it today. It's a dollar twenty-four. It is the Gianna Sisters. Um, Twisted Dreams, Rise of the Overlord. <laughs> um, and I've never bought these games on Steam, even though Oops, they're... I always get them on, like, good old games, or I've got a couple of them on um, iOS as well. Um, and the very first one, I remember the very first one, I can't remember what year it came out. Um, the very first one was a direct knockoff of Mario. It was mm-hmm. like, it was a, it was just, it was just a Mario game and they just put the Gianna sisters in it. Um, but and they and they got ripped a new one by a number of different people for that reason. But they've had a number of iterations of this of this same game or another in this in this series since then. And these games have just gotten better and better. Like I said, I'm not a huge platformer fan. I am. Um, you, you then you love these. It looks like fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, and I play a lot of them on um, on uh, iOS. For me, they were always um, 
they were a little unwieldy on a full-size iPad. Mm -hmm. um, they were a bit hard to see on the iPhone. Um, but you know what kind of has been the sweet spot for these games for me has been the iPad Mini. Um, you know, because then because you're working with the touch interface. Yeah. But they're great games and they're really pretty. Um, and you get to play as kind of these like you get to play as the as the as the badass sisters, um, instead of you know as your typical male platformer, um, your typical male platformer hero. Um, definitely something to check out. And at a dollar twenty four. Can't go um, wrong. You can't <laughs> go wrong. And you know, and even like I said, if you want to go back and check out some of the older ones, um, and DRM's not your thing, uh, there you can buy them like everywhere, DRM free, and they're always fairly cheap. Um, and you can get them also if you want them on your um, iPhone or iPad or, or iPad. Um, you can get them that way. The, like I said, the first one was a direct kind of knockoff of Mario, and and you know I'm not kidding when I say direct knockoff. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to get it just to see it, then go ahead and get it just to see it. But otherwise, I would say probably skip the first one um, and go for some of the later ones. Um, or the what best one to grab is the is the Twisted uh, Twisted Dreams: Rise of the Overlord right now, because it is a dollar twenty four cents, and this is one of the newest ones that just came out in September. So. And a dollar twenty four is less than a bag of chips. So. I'm buying it now. <laughs> chips, <laughs> chips, chips only last you like a few minutes, and a game we can play. Uh -huh. over. <laughs> over and over and over, especially a platformer. Yes. Yes. Yeah, see, I just looked at this, and it, it even got a good Metacritic score, which is, you know, not that Metacritic means anything at all, but I always think Medi the folks at Metacritic hate everything, and I never pay attention to them because they always give things really low ratings, and then it's like a game that I really liked. <laughs> but they didn't. They gave that. Maybe that. Maybe it works in reverse. If it's a game that I really like, and they give it a high Metacritic store, maybe it is really a bad game. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so check that one out. Definitely, dollar twenty-four. You got uh, as of ten thirty. You got thirty-eight hours and twenty-eight minutes to buy it. Just bought it. Yay! Tell me how you got, now. You gotta tell me how you like it. Yeah. Uh, once you play it, don't play it now. I mean, <laughs> it's not like I have a backlog or anything. So. <laughs> All right. Um, and so now we have our issue of the week. One of the, which is ethics in games, right? Um, and as as Sarah said, you know that. Uh, We've been um, every week. She wants to say it's whatever we read in class. Yes. Um, <laughs> one thing that we read in class um, has been uh, we read one of uh, Miguel Sickhart's books on uh, ethics in video games. Um, but so there was a, a lot of discussion on ethics in games. Um, that's kind of come from a lot of different places, um, and I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about ethics in games, um, not in the traditional, you know, here's an here's a, uh, an academic text. Let's talk about what this text is in relation to games, but just kind of how we see ethics operating in games. Excuse me, <coughs> I'm stuffy now. <laughs> um, it's my fault. 
it is your fault. Whatever you, you and your you came to class with that. I did disease you got over there. <laughs> sinus <laughs> infection and passed it. If I yeah. get a sinus infection, I'm killing you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the game, um, but ethics in games, and I thought we thought it would be fun to talk about. Um, so uh, it, it's I think it's pretty interesting because ethics in games has been this this larger issue as of late, um, as if it's a new thing. <laughs> right, as in, there's never been ethical issues in games before. Yeah. Um, and and that's interesting, and I think one of the reasons that it's kind of come to the fore is that people like to think that all of the ethical choices at this point are now put on the player rather than anybody else, as in the developer um Right, and the the choices that are embedded in the game, um, because because there is that uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say you know that it's not a true one, but there is that idea of a choice, right? So it's like okay, here are these things, choose one, right? And because you have to choose that, it's like okay, so now that ethical decision falls on you, but there's this glossing over of the fact that you're still choosing from a set of pre-written, pre-prescribed um, selections, right? Yeah, that have been like oftentimes labeled as like, this is the good answer, this is the bad answer, <laughs> this is the neutral answer. <laughs> right. And they often don't change anything anyway. That drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that was that, that was one of the biggest complaints about the um the Walking Dead series, right? Is that you know you had these choices to make, and these choices were supposedly going to make, or at least you were led to believe that they were going to make a difference, right? Right? Because that's what we were told, right? You're going to make these choices, and the choices will affect, you know, your later outcomes in the game. Um, but then as we played through, and some some people played multiple times or even just we talked to other people who were playing the games you know we found out that we made different choices but our endings were all the same yeah right? they, they perpetuate this because they're saying now with season two that whatever choices you made in season one will affect season two and I don't believe them <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you <laughs> lies it is lies so I started season I, I played season one on Steam Mm -hmm. I'm playing season two on Xbox, and I don't think it'll make any difference. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, yeah, that's the thing is that I think that that's, um, I haven't, like I said, I haven't played uh, episode two, but that's going to be the, the question of, of who this uh, person is uh, yeah. that, that um, shows up that may or may not be from season one. No spoilers for people who haven't finished episode one yet. Um you know, there's someone who shows up, and we don't know who it is. Um, well, we'll see. It'll be the same person for all of us, I bet. Oh, I'm, I'm. It's, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. And I think I know who it is already, but I might be horribly wrong. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I really. This is one time I really want to be wrong. I want, you know, I want to be wrong because I want so much for choice to matter. It's not going to matter, though. Not with this game. 
They've lost well, my trust. I want it to matter in some game. And it, it will. I think someday it might, but I act well, you know, we and we've talked about this a million times. Like even in in Mass Effect, especially in Mass Effect Three, right? It's like, um, you know, the our choices were supposed to affect ending, and there were different endings, yes, in Mass Effect Three, hmm. um, but not different enough for a lot of people. I was I was fine with the ending uh, because, like I said, I had been playing that game for a long time. I had played all three. Uh, I had played all three parts of the series uh, of the trilogy and and I was perfectly happy with the ending I think I was like one of two people who actually was <laughs> and I'm okay with that um, but what what one of the things that did bother me was was the true black and white nature of the choices that you made right because yeah even though they gave you a wheel with eight choices dialogue choices um, as you were kind of playing through the game there were renegade options and paragon options, um, and the but the and this is this is where you know it kind of slaps you in the face that a lot of a lot of the ethical choice um, kind of lies with the game itself because I made a number of different choices that um, were pretty much a hundred percent renegade. I'm not gonna even hold you up. Um, I was like, I'm playing this game as a badass and I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. I'm gonna play completely renegade. Um, but what that actually did was it made certain decisions for me. Um, like when I tried to shoot to wound someone in my mind because I had been playing completely as renegade and my and and that's how the game read me it removed all choice for me and killed the person yeah like there were certain options that weren't available to you if you had gone too far in either direction anymore right. so it was like oh like it was like cuz i i play mostly um in paragod but i would think that yeah like if you were playing renegade and you got too far then it's like Oh, now you don't have any opportunity to negotiate. <laughs> you have to go straight to threats or like violence. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, that I mean, it's like so the we can't say that the onus lies on the player at that point because the player doesn't have that choice, right? That choice is taken away from you, right? So you can you can make a choice, but you can only make a choice from within a very limited. Uh, from within a very limited selection of choices. Well, I feel like The Walking Dead sort of does the same thing, because if you don't make a choice, you're still making a choice to not say anything. Yeah, that's true. So you can't... And that gets read another way. Yeah, yeah. So even if they give you, say, four choices, and I don't like any of them, it's still doing something. Which is, and also, like, because when I play, it's like, they don't even give you a lot of time to make the choice. No! Which I know, which I know no. is, like, for a reason, like, because in real life you wouldn't have that much time, but, like, Still, it's like you don't get to think about it. You're like, ah, choice. And sometimes I just wasn't paying attention, and it popped yeah, up, and I'm and like, oh crap. And you're like, I gotta, I gotta pick an option. <laughs> now here's a question, and maybe it's just me, or maybe you know I play too late at night when I'm already tired. But it seems like the uh, you have less time to make a choice in. The Wolf Among Us than you do in The Walking Dead. 
I haven't even finished this, uh, episode one yet, so I don't know. It seems like those choices just pop faster. So, I mean, I find myself a lot of times I just make a choice before I get a chance to read through all of them because the timer goes so dang fast. And I'm not a slow reader. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's not like I'm sounding out words as I go along, right? And that would be really hard for people with, like, <laughs> dyslexia or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Absolutely, and there's no way to actually slow it down either. Yeah. There's nothing in the settings that can say, you know, slow, you know, because I mean, sometimes you can, you in the settings, you can slow down the speed at which text rolls or whatever. No, you can't slow it down. You have to make those choices in that same amount of time. So if you have dyslexia or you are a slower reader or, you know, or what have you, uh, or you're visually impaired and it takes you longer to read any for any reason, you know, you're going to be a disadvantage with this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because I, like I said, I found myself making decisions and when I go, oh, shit, I, if I had another, you know, five seconds, I wouldn't have chosen that one. I would have chose that next one, but it was too late. So, you know, and, and the, here's an op, here's a here's a case where the system is kind of removing choice and 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 kind of determining the ethical choices that I make because they're not really ethical choices, but rather, you know, what happens? <laughs> you know. Oops, I clicked this one. I didn't mean to. Oops. I was just in a hurry. <laughs> or I didn't click fast enough, so I made no, I gave no answer rather than the answer I really wanted to give. Yeah, that's, that's what happened in Walking Dead, even if it's a little slower. Yeah. So, I mean, and those are two very specific kinds of games that that rely on specifically and and um, explicitly rely on you to make ethical choices. But, like I said, and, and this is something that's been kind of pushed to the fore lately, right? Here are all these games that are asking us to think about get, about eth situations ethically, blah, 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 blah. But, as I said before, I think that the funny thing is, is that we've always made ethical choices in games. And they've just never been called that discreet ones that aren't like where the ethics is like one of the selling points of the game per se like so it doesn't have like the ethical based system or morality based system that mm -hmm. like Mass Effect has or something right. like that yeah I mean but I mean what game doesn't have an ethical system of sorts is is a is a bigger question, right? Well, yeah. what what game don't we make ethical choices in? Mm -hmm. I mean, even if we play, I mean, we can we can make we can play certain games. I mean, and and I've thought about this a lot, even playing, um, like Super Mario 3D World with P, is that she doesn't like to fight, um, in certain games. Like if we play Nino Kuni, she likes to fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> But in Lego games, um, and unless it's like, unless it's just one on one, she doesn't like the fight. Is it because they explode or something? No, she just uh, she doesn't like the fact that there are too many of them and she might get hurt. Yeah, they send like um, eighteen at you at a time. Yeah, if it's one <laughs> if it's one on one, show she's fine with fighting. Um, but other than that, mm -mm. Mm. Um, and. And when we play the Mario games, she doesn't like to fight because there, once again, there's too many of them. 
Um, but if she has the little white raccoon suit because she's failed a level too many times and she can just walk through them and like kill them all, she's fine with that too because there's no danger to her. But, uh, <laughs> but when there's no when there's danger to herself, um, and for the most part in any game, she will in most games she makes that choice. And this might be because in Nino Kuni they explicitly say that the characters that you fight don't die. They, I mean, there's actually a conversation between the fairy and the little boy who's the main protagonist. Um, then the little boy questions it early on. Oh my God, are we killing these things, right? And the fairy tells him, no, we're not killing them. Uh, for some of them, what, ha what happens is you're breaking, a, you're breaking this magic spell that's made them evil and they go back to being good. And for others, we are just sending them to a better place is the way that they put it. But they're not dying. Oh, that's a right? very good kid strategy, I think. Yeah, it is, right? Like you're so, saving them. Like you're saving them, exactly. That's exactly what it is. You're saving them by by um, defeating them because you're not actually defeating them, but you're defeating the evil wizard who has possessed them in some way, shape, or form. Um, so she makes this kind of, she seems to make this ethical decision not to fight these characters. Um, and she will, she will, want to, like, when we play Super Mario 3D World, she'll try to go around them or jump over them. Um, but not to not to actually, um, like, she will try not to jump on the heads of, you know, of, of the little mushroom guys or jump on them, but she wants to go around them or over them. Um, and that's a very interesting, because we, we never think about platformers in terms of ethical decisions, right? Because, you know, a platformer has, you know, there's, there's what, what do we do in platformers? We go through and we kill everything in our way to get to the end. Except that your story is reminding me of the most ridiculous thing I do in Raymond Legends. Which is? <laughs> Each level you have um, six teensies that are in cages that you have to save. Mm -hmm. And then two others that are in like little mini worlds that you have to locate and save. And so there's like eight total. So of course you're going to miss some as you go through the game. Mm -hmm. And so I want to go back, you know, and get them at some point. So I'll go back and replay a level. And maybe I only need to find one teetsy or, or save, save one of them. Mm -hmm. But as you're going through it, they're like, and I can't help it. I have to save them again. <laughs> it, even though it doesn't do anything for me, I can't stand it. I'm like, okay, I'm coming. Because they're there. Because they're, they're asking for help. They're saying, help me. <laughs> help me. Yeah, I can't mimic the voice, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, and that even and that even goes back to okay. Did anybody who did anybody else play the first Bioshock? I did. I did. Yes. Okay. Yes. Little sisters. Yes. Yes. Oh, I um, I saved all of them. Yeah, me too. I mean, you're looking at who it's like there's an ethical choice, right? Did you save them or did you harvest them? Right. <laughs> I was like, really? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a choice. The harvest that like like it even like harvesting them like it wasn't that much of a benefit really. Like, I can't remember exactly what the reward was, but, like, I remember being like, well, that's not that much of a difference. But what if it had been? Well, I was going to go back I and still play it again. Have, yeah, I, I still wouldn't have so. harvested them. I, did, I wanted to play it again to see, but 
I mean, who has time for that? So uh, it's not like GameStop coming out, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, so I mean, these are, and that's what's really interesting is that there are ethics embedded in all of these games, right? Even in the in the choices that we make, and that also in the choices that are made for us in terms of how the narrative is written, right? Because it's like even when you play Donkey Kong, it wasn't like it was animal cruelty, and we were going to, you know, you know, kill um, innocent chimpanzees that were just swinging in trees and eating bananas, right? You were going to kill this <laughs> this raging this raging gorilla that was throwing shit at you and trying to kill you, and had held the, and was holding the princess, right? So I mean, I think I think Peter would disagree with you, though. <laughs> they probably would. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They 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 have they they um objected to uh, Mario's Tanuki suit, so I I don't. And they can't and they can't get mad at me because I'm vegetarian, so. <laughs> yes, it can. Do you, do you ever you do you ever like play Mario as a raccoon in his little Tanuki suit? Well, yeah. Okay, then see, you're an evil person. And. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean that, that there's another there's another ethical issue, right? Are you being ethical in that you are, you know? Well, I never really I can't say that I ever really thought that his tanuki suit was actually the skin of a raccoon. Well, why wouldn't you think that it had a raccoon tail on it? It a costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a furry style costume without the face. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, th th that that makes sense. Yeah. But no, it doesn't. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. All that aside, I start to think about all the other kinds of ways that we see ethics at play in games, right? You know, in the narratives, uh, in the choices that we make, um, in the choices that are made for us, um. And then I also start to think about um, some of the really kind of questionable games uh, that have come up. And I start to think back to, to our last episode about which games we have had to not play because of um, something that goes on or something that in the game or around the game, right? Mm. And ethics is embedded there as well. I mean, there's always crazy games, right, you know, that are like, okay, well, holy shit, I can't, really can't play that because X happens. Mm. Um, but then even, like, like, talk about ethics around games, right? Like our discussion earlier during the news portion about Uncharted, Right, and whether or not we're gonna play the next Uncharted game. I mean, that in many ways is a very is an ethical decision that we make. Right, is like, do I choose to support or not support this company and or IP um, and or developer because of the things that they have done? And that's always an interesting question, and it's one that comes up all over the place, right? Because we we come up with these, um, and this has always been a, a thing that I've I've always said about even like um, actors and actresses, right? Or people who are you know 
in the entertainment industry, right? It's like your best bet is to always keep your shit out of the news. Yeah. And don't you know? Don't jump up on a political pedestal if you know you're making ten million dollars or twenty million dollars a movie and you're expecting to be this kind of benign personality that everybody's going to want to see your film or buy your CD or what have you. Um, because you're gonna piss somebody off, right? <laughs> I mean, because there are lots of folks whose stuff I don't patronize in any way, shape, or form, uh, because of their their political views, or you know, because of things that they've done in their own personal lives. Why? Because they put their shit out there, and then if I am ethically opposed to it. I feel like it's kind of my responsibility, not necessarily, well, not only to the world, but definitely to myself, to not support this with my dollar. Yes. Yeah. Thankfully, and, the people who do that are usually not the people that I like, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I get hurt by people. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, by companies that suddenly I can't go to anymore. And, yeah, yeah, that's uh -huh. true. And I liked what, Sam, what, what you said, Sam, about, about more about yourself because, you know, I do that too, and I get pushback from people. like, And it's like, but I, I'm not going to go because I'm not comfortable with it. So that's just how it is. And sometimes you have to. Yeah. Right? I mean, because, you know, in many ways you – it, it, not you, but I, right, have to stand up for something or something in some way because it's only by standing up for those things that, you know, you can kind of try to make or start to make any kind of change in the world, right? Yeah. You know, it's only um, by saying, you know, I'm not going to buy... Um, oh, I don't, I don't... Well, I'm not fucking call people out. Like, I... I not only don't will I never buy a you know Chris Brown CD or watch a Chris Brown video. I don't even <laughs> let that shit play in my car. Yeah. Uh, when it comes on the radio, right? Um, because I am opposed to his treatment of Rihanna as an individual and Rihanna as a woman, right? And you know the, and you know I'm I'm not terribly thrilled with her either, uh, but you know I definitely don't 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 allow that in my space, right? Because I don't want my kid to you know say oh I like this music and sing this music and want to see videos or whatever. I mean it's already it's pretty risque anyway. Um, so I don't most of that stuff I don't but I don't want her to hear anyway. Um, I thought about that today as I was listening to uh, on, on streaming. I did not purchase um, Pharrell's new CD, um, and I was like, you know, because because the the song for Despicable Me Too is on there, the happy song, yeah. which she absolutely loves. But then all these other <laughs> songs are on there, and I was like, how many parents bought this bought this guy CD for their kid because Happy Happy was on there. And like the song immediately preceding it is him singing about somebody's some girl's ass that's on fire, and that's literally mm -hmm. what he says. <laughs> I'm like, 
you imagine walking in one day and hear your kids singing about some girl's ass on fire and you're like, what the hell? And it's like, and then Happy comes on afterwards and you're like, oh, that's definitely the wrong CD to buy. <laughs> 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 but, you know, so that that's just that is not a case of of kind of ethical decisions in terms of him as an individual or him as a person but to say you know i'm not going to support um uncharted future uh future games in the uncharted series because um amy henning was forced out is an ethical decision on my part for many reasons. One, because, you know, what happens if, you know, is it a question of her being an older developer? Is it a question of her being a female developer? You know, what what are these issues? And th these are all things that kind of stand out, you know, when you look at this whole situation. One, she's a woman. Um, two, she's not, you know, she's not as young as you know, a lot of the developers that are coming up now, um, even though she is extremely talented and has proven herself as such, you know, at what, you know, because, you know, the latest upstarts who, you know, win an award um, and have a track record of one hot game <laughs> can force her out to take her, to take her, to take her series. Um, then it is my responsibility to let Naughty Dog know that I don't approve of this yeah. You know, with my purchasing with with my purchasing power or the removal of such. Yeah. I get frustrated because I've been accused of trying to put companies out of business. <laughs> which is totally ridiculous because my one Yeah, your one is boat is not gonna put anybody out of business. But I have to stay true to me. I won't I won't do it. So you know, it's like, yeah, but at the same time if my one vote could put them out of business, then hey, good damn it. <laughs> but I feel like in that case, I'm still not putting them out of business. They're putting themselves out, themselves of, out of business. Yeah, right? yeah, it's true. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, but you know, that's what you you know you have to be true to yourself at the same time. It's like, oh, you're putting somebody out of business. You're putting people out of work. No, I'm I'm being true to myself and saying I can't support this in good faith. Yeah, mm. and it's really hard to get me back once you've um, pissed me off. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'll just say that, like, I don't want to call anybody out either, but I'll just call this one out because everybody's mad at them all the time. But I don't shop at Walmart. And I was accused of, that was who I was accused of going to put out of business. And I'm like, <laughs> there's no way I can put Walmart out of business. They don't even yeah. notice I'm gone. They don't care. No. <laughs> no. And and it's and it is it's like I I genuinely it's funny because I try not to go to Walmart I really really try not to go to Walmart, uh, so but there are like from time to time there are times that there's just no getting around it like when it's three o'clock in the morning and your kids puking and you need Pedialyte <laughs> and there's a Walmart on the corner or I can take twenty minutes to drive to Myers which is the only other place that's open at three o'clock in the morning yeah right. at that time I gotta go to Walmart. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so you know it's it becomes that situation is like you know the 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 lesser of two evils at at that point. Um, but I'm not doing my regular grocery shopping at Walmart um, for a number of reasons. Um, <laughs> but you know that's a choice that I make for myself, right? You know there are all kinds of quote unquote ethical choices that I make. Um, and and those are things that you make you know for yourself and by yourself and and 
other people can't question. So, I mean, and it's not only in, like I say, in kind of the games, games or the things that go around, go on around games, um, or not just about the things that go on around games, but people also can't question our choices in games, right? Like, you know, because I know I, I laugh sometimes because people say, like people who say that they play Dishonored all the way through um, and didn't kill anybody. Uh, it's so much easier to kill him. It was, I hated that game because I wanted to play stealthy, and then it's like, whatever, I'm just going to kill you all. Right. So I can move on. And, I, and, I, and, that's, and that's one of the reasons that I don't like stealth games, because stealth games try to force you into certain ethical choices, which is, you know, be stealthy, don't kill anybody. It's okay to knock them out, but don't kill them. Like yeah, give him a concussion, but don't kill him. Um, and it just takes so much longer. Well, not only does it take so much longer, but it punishes you for not making the ethical choices that it thinks you should. Yes. Um, and that was like, um, like the game. One of the games I really wanted to play, and I had pre-ordered, and I got it, and I played through it, and I absolutely hated it. Um, and. It's a game everybody loved. Well, not everybody. Lots of people loved. Deus Ex Human Revolution. Mm, I didn't play that. Mm. I never finished it. Even though I really, really wanted to play that game. And I really wanted to finish that game. Because there were certain missions in there that you could only complete by stealth. And they were super hard. Especially when you have a player like myself who doesn't usually play stealth games. Um... Okay, yeah, penalize me for killing somebody, but don't make me keep going over and doing the same damn mission over and over and over yeah. again. Well, that's um, what I felt like with Dishonored, though. I felt like it was taking too long. I kept dying. You have to do it again. But you no. could kill everybody in Dishonored. I killed well, that's everybody what I'm saying. That at some point, I'm like, I, screw it. I'm just going to kill you all. But so see, what pissed me off about Dishonored, <laughs> what pissed me off about Dishonored was that there was no it was like the more people you killed the darker your ending yeah um because it was it was almost like it was the game expected you to be the better person because like the people that you were killing it wasn't like they were nice people <laughs> they yeah. had kidnapped the little girl <laughs> they were holding her they had killed her mother they had like falsely imprisoned you. I mean, they had done all this horrible shit, but at the same time, I was supposed to go through and not kill them? Right. Mm. That I didn't get. I don't know. And, it, and it's like, why am I being penalized for this? Why am I going to get the quote-unquote darker ending? Killing is not the answer, Sam. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Negotiate. Negotiation. You can't negotiate either. You have to just, like, hide. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hiding is a form of negotiation. <laughs> Obviously, in some in some people's view, it is. You're just just too set on killing people. Sam. Apparently, I just want to move through the game. You know, I don't want to stay here forever. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And that and that's and that's like I said, that's what's really interesting is that there are these ethics that are being imposed on you as the gamer, and if you don't like toe the line. You're being punished for it. Yep. And that is so problematic. 
I want a game ultimately that allows me to do whatever the hell I want to do. Make the ethical choices that I want to make. I don't know how it's going to give me all of those, give everybody that range of choices without giving yeah. them. <laughs> it's got to, they got to figure out a way to do that too. And I think it's hard, I think it's hard, it's hard to code and it's hard to like create that kind of system. Absolutely. So I will give, I, I mean, because I, I do, I do understand like, that's got to be really incredibly difficult. Oh yeah. I think I'd be willing to pay if they did it right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that would be fun. Because that's what, that's what they keep hyping in it. You know, I've, I've played games, I think, where I, I think the, the choices do make it, you know, like Dishonored, I guess, would be an example where the choices do make somewhat of a difference. Mm -hmm. You get a darker ending. But but I get really frustrated with the the uh, lies that, that in Walking Dead, for mm. example. You're going to um, <laughs> make these decisions. <laughs> Referring to them as lies. lies. I know. They are lies. lies. They're lies because I know that we made different decisions and everybody had the same ending. So, yeah. Well, nice. the same ending the with same like ending, a different with, dialogue for like a minute. With, a different and a half. Di with different dialogue. Yeah, but the dialogue was still really the same. It was just whichever yeah. part you screwed up on or whatever came up in the dialogue. But other than that, it was exactly the same. So. Yeah. Well. That that was that was supposed to be your that was supposed to be your customized ending was the dialogue. Well, I wasn't satisfied. I'm not a satisfied customer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if, just kind of you know, as a way to wrap that wrap it up, to think about, I wonder if games like uh, Project Spark, where you're building, that's what I was thinking, your yeah. own game. And it's it's interesting because like not only when you're making these decisions when you're building certain things in and I'm I'm anxious to see how this works as I one play around with it more and two start playing around with what other people have built because you can do that it's it's like you know like I said it's like Minecraft and meets um, Fable um, but so not only can you say you know I want you know, X thing to be here, but you can, um, there's a, there's a scale for it. So you can determine how much or how little, um, in intervals. So, you know, you can say, I want it to be, you know, X aggressive or Y aggressive, um, and anywhere in between on that continuum. Um, so then you get to start building games, and you know. And at first, I when I first started plays, I was like, "Why would you want to do this? Um, you're putting these things down, and you're building it. So where's the fun in playing through that thing? Do you understand what I mean? It's like yes. I already know what's gonna happen. Um, I wonder if that. I wonder if you do know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess you'll just as you go along. But well, you know, and that's the thing is that I'm I quote unquote made one like one little adventure. Um, and play, it was just as fun. Yeah. Um, but I guess if you look at it that way, and I look at it as someone who's like, for example, played Dead Rising more times than anybody needs to. <laughs> I mean, I know what's going to happen, right? But it's always fun. Uh-huh. So maybe it's, I don't know. Same thing. I think that's definitely the thing. Mm. All right. <laughs> 
That was interesting. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. I just really want to know what that whole situation is with Naughty Dog. It's just like... Yeah. I'm anxious to find out. Because you know nobody's going to just give you the answer. Of course not. But it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if, if she comes out, if Amy Hennig comes out and talks about it. Hmm. Um, probably not, though. She said some things on her Twitter, like, um, just like people in support of her just responded to them, but hasn't really said anything, like, related to why or anything like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, definitely, to see how, to see what comes out, if anything. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If anything, a lot of times these things are just going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And that's frustrating. Well, maybe it'll come out more, like, as the new Uncharted gets closer to release, too. Yeah. Well, it'll definitely come out, I guess, if it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said it wouldn't affect development. Yeah, but it might affect the, we'll see. the uh, writing. Yeah. <laughs> so unless unless she did it all already. Oh yeah, and then she won't even get credit for it. And then they're like, nah, nah, you're done now. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Mm. All right. Um do we have deals other than Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams, for dollar twenty-four? It can't be. Well, I don't have anything that can beat that. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have some deals. What you got? Well, um, I suppose it's because Walking Dead Two came out today, perhaps. But on Steam, it's thirty-three percent off, which makes it sixteen something, which is more expensive than Xbox. But mm, it is. Um, anyway, I bought it on like, Xbox today for fifteen ninety-nine, fourteen ninety-nine. Sorry. Um, PlayStation Plus is having their Spring Fever sale, and I would love spring someday, please. <laughs> um, yes. But uh, it looks like four weeks of sales. This week is Need for Speed, $5 each if you are a PS Plus member, $10 each if you are not. Uh, and then it goes, I think, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, Bioshock. Um... And then the other, well, Blackgate is on sale for $19.99 for both Vita and 3DS. I'm excited about that. It'll be here tomorrow. Woohoo! And um, if you're into Call of Duty Ghost, uh, Newegg has it right now for $19.99 for Xbox 360 and PS3 or $29.99 for the new ones. That's a good deal. Yeah, I think that was the best deal I found. Um... And one thing we talked about is like the Walking Dead season two is on sale for thirty three percent off. But if you didn't play season one yet on Steam, the season one you can get the whole season for eight dollars and forty nine cents. Yeah, that's a good way to start. Then you can find out if I'm wrong about whether or not your choices matter. <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> See how that works out for you. Yeah, go ahead and contact us with your choices and your. Ending. 
You know, but that's that's to talk about ethics again for just a second in The Walking Dead. That's another interesting thing about ethics in The Walking Dead is the way that they kind of um, choice shame you. Yeah. At the end of every at the end of every uh, at the end of every episode, right? It's like you know you made this choice. Thirty-nine percent of all players made this choice, or ten oh, yeah. of all players make this choice, right? So you're being constantly um, held up like to scrutiny. Because I always pick the majority. I guess I'm not very creative. To me, it was like at the end, even like after you make the decision, and then they're like, "So and so will remember this," and it's like, ah. That's another thing. <laughs> and then there's the one scene I remember where basically your choice is to. Feed your kid or not feed your kid. Yeah. And, and you're an asshole for, for either way, right? So Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that but that so and so will remember this or you know, X will notice oh X noticed you said that. Yeah. Those kinds of things are almost kind of paralyzing in that game. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, because there have been times, okay, and I will admit that usually I, I made myself a promise. Well, not promise. I said to myself when I started playing this game, I'm just going to play this game straight through. I'm not replaying. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But I did something in one of the episodes in the first season, and it was like Clementine saw that. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, and I actually went back and replayed that so that I did something different because oh, wow. that was just paralyzing. Because there was I, only, I kept thinking, "What if my kids saw me do that?" There was only one time in the game that I wish I had gone back and, and changed the decision. Well, but also you have to realize, like. It's a zombie world, so it's like choices that you make in real life are just not practical when there are zombies. Mm. So I don't mm. know. The choice that I would have changed that would have been practical or necessary. Zombies are not. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you what it is after we're done because I want to know. Okay. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I think I already. Is. I think I already told you before, but I'll tell you. I wonder if it's the same one. I can't even remember. We'll see. All right. So um, those are our deals for broadcast gamers. Remember, um, you can contact us and send us email, voicemail, video mail, whatever kind of mail you want to send us at nymgamer at gmail.com. Or you can use the handy-dandy voicemail applet on our sites at nymgamer.com. Um, or the, we also have an applet at the top of our Facebook page. You can like us on Facebook by going to Not Your Mama's Gamer, um, or you can follow us on Twitter um, and get uh, daily updates about our blog, our daily blog posts, and when new episodes go up at at NYMGamer. Um, and if you know Facebook, Twitter. Um, or websites are not necessarily your thing, or you know, regular old blogs are not your thing. You can definitely follow our Tumblr at nymgamer.tumblr.com, where you will get all of our daily posts, kind of neatly escorted over to our Tumblr site. Um, thanks to the wonderful and creative Sarah. Tumblr. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> 
you don't have to miss you don't have to miss it ever. Uh, did I cover everything? You can it's like you can reach us in all these various century ways. Um, we like questions. We like comments. We look forward to them. Please send them. Um, and with that, we come to the end of episode seventy-three, and we hope that you guys all come back and join us for episode seventy-four. Um, and until next time. Stay warm, stay dry, and as always, game on. <laughs>